Now, let's go get 10 more losses before we get this next win. And people don't want to hear that, but you at least prepare for the worst and hope for the best, right? So, like, we're going to prepare. We're going to get 10 losses. But if we get five or seven wins out of those 10, fuck yeah, let's go. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Music Making Sense podcast. It's your boy, Harkos. With me, as always, is the one, the only, KP. KP, how the fuck y'all doing today, man? I'm good, man. How's it going, brother? Shit, doing good, man. Just out here doing doing my thing. Just constantly, constantly trying to improve my life one day at a time. Just doing whatever I can, whether it's, you know, hopping on here, creating another episode of Music Making Sense podcast with you, or if it's working on editing the video for my own music or helping other artists, you know, grow their, their fan base and stuff like that. Just try to one day at a time, man, one day at a time. Same here, man. Just actually got a, got some, a couple of drum, got a couple of drum tracks. I'm about to start working on and, uh, got a, I'm, I decided to, uh, (laughs) so funny that you, we were talking about, I was talking about myself the other day, and uh, we were talking about myself being a jazz artist, right? Right. And I started thinking about it, like, yeah, I, I, I just, I got out of metal after just being frustrated with it and things like that, and deep being frustrated with the scene. But as time went on, and I got myself, uh, and we went and finally got myself a double, uh, double bass pedal uh the metal and rock side just that metal and rock energy start kicking back in and i'm starting to i got i realized i'm looking at all the songs that i've written like lately after just you know being being away from my being away from bands and stuff and just songs that i've written on my own and i'm just looking at them and now i'm starting to piece them together and putting different drum beats and shit to them and they're like and it's starting to come out really cool so i'm i think i'm gonna have a more pop-like structure with this next album and um working with my clients has been awesome i've been you know just same as you said i've just my work clients has been awesome and just one of them shout out to my uh shout out to my guy elements mc he just uh killed it in this uh challenge that he did on instagram became one of the top three um top three finalists and uh top three winners so yeah big up to him and then shout out to my girl Kadian uh Katie she's out here she's in the UK and she's getting her um she's getting her album out her album's coming out in October and she's dropping her new single so it's a lot of exciting things going on for my for my crew man and uh I'm 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 feeling good man so yeah, that's so, dope, man. I, I remember you telling me about the one with elements the other day. That was that's mm-hmm. pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, that was fresh. So that 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 and that was a really good spark. And that was like just telling him consistently, just being on him, just saying, "Hey, you know what? You got you got skills. Right. Showcase your dopeness." That's you know that was the main focus that we we're just doing, and then and then him just being able to now start putting con- you know content around that, and he's being able to showcase it and it worked for him in a in a way where he didn't even think it would right now he realizes it (laughs) right well and that that's one of the things is that you know even if you know what you need to do you know the path you need to take and stuff like that Mm -hmm. the road to get there to actually get a little bit of success has a lot of downs and you you gotta be able to withstand all the downs before you have the ups and it's a bleak perspective it sucks yeah, but it is what I mean. That's how that's how life is in total. You know, you Absolutely. know, you you can't you can't go one for one every single time you put in an application to get a different job. You can't go one for one every time you try to get a promotion. You can't go one for one every time you try to get you know somebody in your bedroom or whatever. Like that's just how life is. So you can't expect to go one for one whenever you put your music out there or you, or, you know you try to yeah. take on a different endeavor of whatever kind. You, you can't know, get a you, hit every time you go up the bat. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. No matter what it is, you yeah, know, even or, if you're on a that, streak. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things I see artists doing is that 
they'll start getting a little bit of success, you know, like, you know, oh, you know, I just got like over a thousand streams this week or blah, blah, yeah. blah, something like that. Like small little nuggets of success, you mm -hmm. know, oh, I, I just, man, I just got like 40 new followers on whatever social media or whatever, you know, stuff like that. They'll, they'll start seeing the progress and it right. makes you feel good. And mm -hmm. I agree. But then when you go two, three, four weeks or months of, you know, not really getting past that, you know, on average over a month, you know, it's right. like up and down, but it's it's still staying basically stagnant. Mm -hmm. It's hard to keep that motivation for a lot of people. And I run into that a lot with a lot of the artists that I work with and, and ones that I previously worked with is that some people just lose like it they run on very, very high octane jet fuel, basically pretty much very, a very high flash. As soon as the spark hits very high flash, and then that shit burns out quick, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, 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 I think that's one of the biggest things that not only as an artist, but as a, as a human, you just need to work on because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's going to help you in life, no matter where you are, what you're doing, anything like that, that's exactly. going to be the key. You know, yeah. that that's the key. And so and so, yeah, for elements to get there and then, you know, he got the number three and he's feeling good and everything. It's like, OK, now now let's go get 10 more losses before we get this next win. And people don't want to hear that, but you at least prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Right. So like we're going to prepare, we're going to get 10 losses. But if we get five or seven wins out of those 10, fuck, yeah, let's go. You know, but, but in actuality, though, when you think about it, just kind of just kind of add just to add a little bit what you're saying. Right. When you look at and, and, and this is what I was saying to him. When you look at and I heard this, it was a uh, shout out to uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was a uh, Dame Ritter who said this. Um, and he was talking on uh, he was just on the No Labels podcast. Shout out to Sean and Corey. Um, they were doing an interview with him and he made a very valid point about how even when you enter those challenges, he said, yeah, it was Dame. Yep. Shout out to Dame Ritter for this one. He said, if you enter when you enter those contests, even if you don't win, he was like, think about this. And I and I even said this and I thought about this myself, which is so true. It's a win-win situation because you may not win the contest, and I've been told elements this, but you start winning fans. Mm -hmm. So you do, so the more you go in there, yeah, those you know, 10 losses, right? But think about how many fans you are you are gonna gain within those 10 at those 10 entries that you actually win and challenge yourself as a rap artist. Yeah, and any more than zero, like if you if you gain fans more than zero, that's mm -hmm. a win. Because yeah. if you didn't go do that, then you wouldn't have gotten the exposure. You wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to get a fan or two fans. And that's the thing I see a lot of people do is they expect, oh, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to rock out. I'm going to kill, kill it. And I'm going to get, you know, thousands of fans. Money's going to start rolling in. I can quit my job. It's like, no, you can't do that off of one thing. Yeah. And nobody's ever done that. Like, not even the greats in any musical genre. None of them have done that. Like, not even the ones who have popped off the fastest in the new age of social media and streaming and everything like that that we're dealing with today. You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, like, prior to 10 years ago, any other time in the music industry... It's it's been one of those things where you got to do that long years and years and years of grinding and working your way through the system and everything like that. Well, now with the Internet, we don't have to. Like I talked about in the last episode, we don't have to. But but still, it still does. It's it's not an overnight thing. You can't post your music video or one clip or something like that and expect to start getting hundreds of millions of followers and, and views on every time you post something. It doesn't right. work like that. You know, exactly. like, and then, and then, you know, and, and that, that just goes back to that, that, that old adage, you know, where people, what is it like people, people see the success, but they don't see the path that it took to get there or whatever it is like that, you know, which so, lead, which yeah. I think can lead into this topic very well, which leads right. to a really good topic on this, man. When you think about it, artists selling their catalogs. Yeah. 
Now I know you, Pat, because you had posted that on right. your uh, Insta on your gram. So yeah, you, actually, so, I posted that everywhere. So yeah, like, okay, you, know, you did post it everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Like, like so what I was said, your theory well, on it? So there's a right. thing you, you said you yeah, got so a theory. Yeah. So I got I got a, I got an a philosophy. Theory. Yeah. A I got philosophy or, the, or theory. Okay. All right. Let's right. Yeah. Hypothesis. Right. Okay. So hypothesis because and and it and it has a little bit of merit as well too in the business sense, but so. So as he was saying, you know, I posted up on all my socials, actually, because because what I do is whenever I post something, I mm -hmm. post it up on all the platforms. And so this was an image with some text. And so obviously I can only post it on so many different platforms. But when I posted it up, it was uh, Wiz Khalifa is getting ready. To, like he, he just sold like a hundred million dollars or a few hundred million dollars, something like that. He sold a lot of his back catalog or something like that for a good chunk of change. Okay. And, I be, and I've been seeing this. I saw Nelly do it. I mean, we heard about Bieber doing it, the Michael Jackson estate doing it, Dr. Dre doing it. You know, a lot of people future, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was looking it up before the show here, you know, Future had did it recently. And, uh, you know, like there's like old artists, new artists from all different genres that sell their back catalog. And I was looking it up and, you know, whenever I just did the Google search of it, Google just started talking to me randomly and was telling me that a yeah, lot I'm of artists. Yeah, I here when he was happening. Why he yeah, was talking. <laughs> yeah, a lot of artists. A lot, it was saying a lot of artists will do it because royalties are taxed as regular income at like 37%. And so if you're getting that year over year over year over year, you're constantly getting taxed at that 37% no matter what you're making. However, if you if you take a big lump sum that's mm -hmm. more than what you're going to make over the next 5, 10 years, then you can take that money and you can use it for whatever thing. Well, that's that's really, really good, but that wasn't my original hypothesis. Okay. My original hypothesis was that I feel that some artists or some management companies or some labels or whatever are mm -hmm. seeing either have inside information or are seeing the trend where royalties from music consumption mm -hmm. and, and income from music consumption is on the decline and is going to decline. Now, now I had pretty a pretty radical theory about it that basically to some of these artists and their companies and stuff like that, they were seeing that or whatever. So these artists are like, okay, well, let me cash out for a hundred million, five hundred million, two hundred million, whatever the situation is. Right. Let me let me get hundreds of millions of dollars right now, pay that thirty-seven percent tax or whatever it is. It might be a little bit more for that much money, but either way, mm -hmm. you pay that percentage of tax or whatever. Well, that's a write-off for this calendar year for all your income, blah blah blah, all that stuff from the business side. But okay. now you have hundreds of millions of dollars, or even let's just say you get 50% tax on that. You're still got millions and millions of dollars now, now, right. You know, you don't have to wait for the quarterlies to come through or, or the annuals or however it's set up with your, with your distro, uh, kicking your royalties or BMI and ASCAP and you know, your, your mechanical royalties, performance, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. If you sell some of your back catalog, you're not, they're not selling their new stuff. They're selling their older stuff. Like anything, you know, they've already released basically, they're selling that. They're getting the money right now. And then they can go and invest in other business ventures. Like some of them may be doubling down investing in their self with their music. But a lot of these artists, most of these artists that are making good money, don't rely on music or even touring and merch sales for no. their income. That's a, that's a secondary a or secondary. a third or a fourth income, yeah. right? That their yeah. primary incomes come from other businesses they have holdings in, you know, like 50 Cent, for instance, he doesn't rely on his fucking music stuff. He's taken his music money and he's reinvested it into production companies and film and different aspects and different avenues. Millionaire with technology. Right. Yeah. Millionaire with technology. Uh, Jeezy with real estate. With real estate. You know, like uh, Jada Kiss with uh, him and his father and father and son doing the um, um, um their um, coffee coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, all different kinds of things, mm -hmm. and and like a lot of these people, Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there's that, but but yeah, but yeah. So a lot of people they'll yeah. they'll they'll invest into something that people see up front, but a lot of them do things that you know they're just a partner in that they don't. It's it's not well known, you right. know. 
you know, like like how McDonald's is a major shareholder in Chipotle. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to Chipotle. It's better than McDonald's. I'm getting all healthy. It's like, but they're like, they're basically they're, getting they're, McDonald's. Yeah, they're, getting it's McDonald's real tacos. estate, dude. Like, that's what well, I've always said, that it's well, the real estate. They got that real estate. So, yeah, they're able to get yeah. Chipotle. So, y'all well, just not, jumping. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's not just that. You're still getting the food from the same place. Right, that's my point. So, you're, you're, you're getting McDonald's you're, tacos. Yeah, you're, in, you're <laughs> invested into the same real estate. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. You just get McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's tacos and burritos. And, <laughs> and yeah. They they might cook it fresh right there, but you guarantee that shit is uh, not not as cool as you think it is, right? Health wise. But anyway, like a lot of people have ha, you know do all that kind of stuff, and so right. so that so that was my my hypothesis. Plus, I also had another portion where I have an even crazier hypothesis because that's seems completely legitimate my crazier one is that so anybody who who has dove in a little bit knows that the the dsps or the streaming platforms right spotify apple music stuff like that mm -hmm. they work very very close hand in hand with the major record camp companies which there's like five six seven of something like that it's it's less than a handful oh, like the big three like like the big the big ones okay, right yeah, like i think yeah. there's like i think there's like 10 major record labels or something like that like the big ones like interscope and rca you know stuff like okay, that okay yeah like, and, and, so, and um, yeah like the big yeah, ones yeah like the big ones yeah 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 exactly so like the big ones well they work hand in hand with the streaming companies and that's why when 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 the streaming companies were cracking down on you know, people running bots and bots farms and stuff like that. You know, some people came forward um, like that, like that one dude um, on the the Brain Man Network podcast that that me and you actually originally had our first conversation yeah. about. I can't remember his name. Chad Focus. Yeah, Chad Focus. Chad Focus got busted for all that stuff, but he was working for some of the majors and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of intricacies in his specific case. But right. people who look at it, they know. These major labels, they're running bots and bot farms, but they're cracking down on, you know, me or you or something like that, running, yeah. running, running like 10, 10 different bot farm, you know, 10 different, uh, you know, small, a small bot farm operation. Well, yeah. They only, they only yeah. get you a couple, couple thousand streams a month or maybe 10,000 streams a month, something like that. Right. Right. So they're, they're cracking down on that. Well, that's got to be for a reason. Well, there's probably a legal aspect where these major companies are saying, yes, Spotify, Apple, whatever, whatever, we will give you the rights to play our artists' music. However, we get 50% rev share and we're going to go over here and run up these streams. So then you can get, you know, it's looking like you're getting more hits on the ads that you're running. So you can charge more for the ads and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a partnership, right? right? It's a partnership. And so they're like, okay, well, you're running bots for, you know, for, you know, a small percentage, you know, but it's a decent percentage of your artist's streams and stuff like that. Well, now it's, you know, it's mutually beneficial to both people. Well, my grander hypothesis is that the record companies will soon out and out completely up front own the DSPs. And oh, so, I can see, you and I can so, see where that's coming from. Yeah. And then when that happens, they will be the only ones getting money off the ad revenue and royalties will go to damn near nothing or non existent. And I know right now it's already at like 0 0.04 cents per stream or something like that. Right. But it's mm -hmm. going to go to like zero at some point because the market is getting so flooded it's so easy to get yourself out there it's going to end up being like social media is where people it, it's 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 just a, a mechanism for reach it's not a mechanism for for income right and so so that's my overall hypothesis is that you know the major labels they they in practice run the DSPs right now but soon it will be inked Mm -hmm. that they will run the DSPs because the music industry has always kept a stranglehold on, on, on their industry. And so if it's a new thing, like when Napster popped up and, and LimeWire and all that shit back in the you know early 2000s popped up with all right. that stuff, they took a stranglehold on that and everything like that. Like they own Napster. That's why when you put your music out on DistroKid, you see Napster as one of the platforms because they see you know Napster they pay the most, ownership. by the way. And you yeah. know they pay them. They pay. They pay the most. They pay the exactly. art, independent artists the most. By the way, just yeah. just to throw that out there. Guys. There's that, and they they uh, 
Yeah, but so they sued Napster into ownership of them now, basically. Mm -hmm. And so then they use all of their technology in their back for it. And that's how a lot of these major labels got into digitizing music. You know, because Napster was able to figure out how to digitize, how to music, digitize music and yeah. go go from there. And then the same thing with Steve Jobs with the iPod and stuff like that. You know, those things converged. And now that's so that's why I think that, you know, royalties are going to go to zero, like absolute zero. It's you're not going to get money off of that. So I always tell people like, look. Put your shit out there and everything like that, but don't rely on it. I mean, I can't I can't believe Dude, I like I said in one of the previous podcasts, I took two years off from even focusing on social media and stuff like that. It's focusing on getting my education and getting plans down and, and uh -huh. focusing on me, right? And I come back after two years from 2021 to 2023, and I still see people paying for playlist placement on Spotify yeah. and stuff like that through like these bot farms and stuff. I'm like, hold on a second, like how is this shit still working? Because in 2020 and 2021, that shit was like going away. Going away. You know, all of the yeah. halfway legitimate or legitimate ones were like switching to other business models in order to, you know, it's like switching to marketing promotion, like legitimate instead of running that because they saw it going out the window and stuff like that. So I'm just like, that that's one of the things I, I don't see why people are doing it, but people, I mean, people still read the newspaper. So there's that, yeah. but but <laughs> but that that's what I see. I see the major labels owning the DSPs, taking royalties from streams down to basically zero, if not zero, them owning everything and then them locking out a lot of the a lot of the indies or making it a little bit more difficult or just like just straight raping the indies, one of the two, because they always do that. And then so then obviously there's going to be a new technology that comes around um, NFTs for, for the sake of music might be an option. Mm -hmm. But I think I think that there's going to be something else around the corner that we haven't seen yet. A lot of a lot of artists are they're looking at NFTs and stuff like that. And it has potential and everything. But I don't think it's there yet in, in regards to um, merchandise and stuff like that when it comes to like, you know, uh, you know, Every time that song that song is sold to somebody else or whatever, then you know everybody gets a chunk or whatever. That mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be sustainable in my eye, but I do see NFTs being great for smart contracts, you know, and stuff okay. like that. But I don't I don't personally see them being good for that. But anyway, so like the technology will eventually change to where you know people can put their stuff out on and and get music into the hands of their fans to where their fans can listen to it whenever they want to. But all these streaming platforms and everything already basically do that, you know? And so whenever I see these major artists to, to circle back around before I start going down rabbit holes, when I see these major artists selling their back catalog for hundreds of millions of dollars up front, that's what I hypothesize. And so to make that in a positive light, because I know it's kind of been a downward spiral, to make that in a positive light, if you pay attention, not just to me, because I'm not an oracle, but if you pay attention to what's going on in society, you know, in, in theory, like I am, like KP is and stuff like that, you pay attention to what's going on in the business and shit, you're going to see, oh, okay, streams are trending downward. Okay, I'll still put my shit out there because it's $20 a year from DistroKid just to put it out there. Fuck all the extras and add-ons and all that mm. stuff. Fuck all that shit, right? Right. Put it out there. That way, it's an avenue for exposure. Because, I mean, everyone's fat heard on Random Shuffle at least one new artist that they found. They're like, oh, okay, like, and whether it's a, it's a major, it's a medium, or it's an indie artist, you know, that's, that all varies. But I think people are going to need to build something substantial for their fan base in to give them money in some way, you know. And I think, you know, selling physical CDs, yeah, it sometimes work, but it's a novelty, right? You're going to yeah. have a small percentage of people that do that. Where I think it's actually going to come in to play is where artists have affiliate deals with sponsors for with brands have brand deals or, whatever you want to call it or you can have this right here where okay i'm just reading um here that um 
it was uh, said after establishing a partnership with the music, uh, the Universal Music Group, Republic Republic Records, managed to enlist the talents of pop major acts such as Ariana Grande, Post Malone, Post Malone, and The Weeknd, and uh, they were also off. They were uh, they were also the first major label in the United States to sign a deal with DistroKid. Which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's always been back channel, at least back channel, that DistroKid was uh, owned or at least partially owned by a major label anyway. That and, was always kind of like the word on the street. Right. And and here, but but here's my, okay, so to give my, to give my philosophy kind, on Kind of like how Lexus is owned by Toyota. You know, right. You can get, you can get a camera. You, you can, can get, get the, a camera. You can get, get the LS, whatever, you know. Right. And it, or Yeah, stuff like that. But what, what were you saying? So for me, when so I guess so when from my look, from looking at it, I'm looking at it from a perspective of it to me. If I'm already getting, if I'm already on DistroKid, I signed with the lay. I already signed with the label. I signed up with the label um, deal instead of going with the artist and musician deal. I went with the label. Oh, okay. Package. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt like. If you're going to go independent, why go with the end? Why go with the music artist, the uh, the the single musician, or the sec the second package? You got to at least go with the second package. That way, you can reuse ICRC. Well, you can use reuse, right? But also, but if you go with the label package, that means you have all you have all those and then some. Yeah, exactly. So to me, and that's and another thing too. Is what I feel is that. A lot of it just kind of just to kind of go into that where and, and looking to, at to say that real quick, that's only eighty dollars a year. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's eighty dollars a month. It's not can, like eighty month people, dollars a month. Right. Yeah, I can I can see people being like, Well, that's too much. But when people say this real kid, the maximum label one is too much, I'm like, No, it's not. <laughs> In fact, if you are and that's why I just and just just to give yeah. my just that is just to kind of sum up my kind of cut and dry um the um take on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why not just sign up with the label with the label or um package? Yep. Problem solved. Because now you're able to get yourself, because then you're able to put up more artists and then you're able to do a lot more things. Cause think about it, if you want to start your own label, right? That's where you can go. And I mean you can and, and it's easy to get that to have that startup. To where now you can start getting involved with understanding your taxes, the, the understanding how royalties work, all those things. So just go ahead and if you're an artist, just go with the package label. I mean, just yeah, to give the label package. Yeah, and it's eighty dollars a year, which yeah, equals out to six six dollars and sixty six cents a month. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know. Yeah, and as of right now, we don't have an affiliation with them, but we are working on getting a, a, an affiliate deal with DistroKid. But I just thought of that in hindsight. But yeah, you know. But anyway, like you know, I mean, you can go get a TuneCore if you want. Fuck it, whatever. You know, like some I of go these DistroKid because the TuneCore is kind of they're kind of going. To, I I just I would yeah, it's interesting. Like, is the shit. I would rather yeah. go DistroKid personally. I mean, I got love for Pat Poost. I mean, he he's right here. Right, you know what right. I'm saying, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is that you know, I, I mean, TuneCore has always like eh, to me, you yeah. know, whenever I look when I look at their package offerings and you know all the different pluses and minuses and stuff like that, it's like, eh, you yeah. know, and CD Baby's taking away, they they cut their contract mm -hmm. with Disc Maker, so I'm just like, uh all right, yep. so that just means I'll just go through them. So yeah, yeah, but what, anyway, you but know, anyway, whatever one you use, you yeah. know, it's it's not that expensive. No, it's not. Right. So with that being said, so with that topic, since we cleared that up, I think that was pretty cool. I think we definitely answered some, got got a good. um. Yeah. And if we didn't answer any questions, yeah, obviously put some down below. Yeah, you know, put some we'll down get, below. We'll exactly. Yeah. Now, this topic I wanted to bring up because I felt like this was a really and it just came up today. And I was watching shout out to John Klaus of this just, or Jay Klaus. I'm sorry. I was just watching this new podcast that I'm getting into. And he was interviewing a gentleman called uh, his name's uh, Guy Raz. This uh, guy, guy's a, a podcaster. He's one of the best podcasters out in the game right now. And he was talking about talent being overrated. And his whole goal, and he's and so that's what we're going to talk about right now: is talent overrated? And 
I wish I, I should have pulled up the video clip. I think I should I pull up. Yeah, let's pull up a video clip. Okay. So that way you guys can see what I'm talking about. So what is it, do you think, that separates the people like you interview on The Great Creators versus people who don't make it that far in their careers? You know, we, we hear, we talk, we, we hear them, you talk to them, they sound like they have the same problems we do and they think through things similarly to how we do. So what is it that helps them get to that next level? It's really, really, really straightforward. I mean, look, there's no question that, that they all have an element of, of talent, right? But I think this concept of talent is wildly overrated. I mean, most people that you and I know have talent, actually. Most people that we encounter have a talent, even if they don't recognize it, right? And, and the difference between the people who become so, so-called great creators and, and, and those who, who may not is that maybe really what their talent is is just a fierce, like, pursuit of their craft. So in other words, to, to kind of boil it down to a simple phrase, they do the reps. They do the reps. I mean, you hear the story of Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks spent the first few years of his life, of his career, forgive me, when he was in his 20s, doing summer stock theater Summerstock Shakespeare. Every single day, he would get up, he would perform. He would get in Cleveland, actually. He was in Cleveland, Ohio, right? Performing every day. And then he moved to New York and he does more theater and more theater. Judith Light, who became internationally famous as uh, uh, Angela Bauer on the sitcom Who's the Boss? She was an actress. Her, her, one of her first roles was as an actress on One Life to Live. She had vowed never to do a soap opera because she thought it was beneath her. She wanted to be a stage actress. She wanted to be on Broadway, but she couldn't get roles on Broadway. She, she, she got a, an understudy gig on One Life to Live. The production crew liked her, so they offered her a role. And that role turned into like a, a, a six-year gig that got her two Emmys. What she told me was the reason why she was able to become a really great actress and now she's you know she does broadway she's been on you know huge shows she's won emmys but the what enabled her to get to that place was getting to a set every day one life to live and performing acting every day because a a, a daytime soap is a five day a week show so for years she had to memorize scripts. She had to come and show up and do the reps. And that's what it's about. I mean, even people like Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie, you know, indie rock god, right? Four albums that have reached the top 10 on the Billboard charts. The guy writes music every single day. He's now in his mid-40s. You know, he still produces outstanding music. I just saw him perform in, in Oakland, California. He sets aside two to three hours every day, but in chair to write music. Does he have to do it for the money? No, he's got plenty of money. Does he have to do it for the fame and accolades? No, he does it because he's still, he's looking every day. He's still searching, seeking out ways to get better at his craft. And that's the key. You know, it's about showing up and working and working and working, even when it's challenging, even when the, there, there is no work. I mean, Billy Porter, again, hugely successful stage actor, fashion icon. I mean, there were years, it was almost a decade where he had no work. I mean, he was really out of work, but he still did the reps. He took classes in screenwriting. He showed up for auditions. He did small parts on off, off, off Broadway shows, you know, whatever he could get to do the reps, to continue and continue and continue until, of course, at a certain point, he hit a tipping point, And now, of course, he's very, very famous and very successful. All right. So with that being said, that's yeah, that's a good one, man. It it, it plays to the and it, it plays to the whole um, 10,000 hours mindset or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know, and like shout out to Jay Klaus for that interview, for that great interview, too, with uh, Guy Raz. And that was yeah, a that's a, yeah, that's so far, that's, that seems pretty good. And but like, you know, like what they said about the Beatles, how the Beatles sucked, but then they went back to England and they played like eight hours a day every single day for mm -hmm. a certain amount of time. When they came back, they were just like amazing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when you do something, 
you know, every day and you put, you put the discipline in to work on your craft every single day, then you're going to get better at it. That That's yeah. absolutely true. So yeah, like he says, talent is overrated. And, and I think what he, what I got from that too, is where he was saying that, you know, talent is overrated. That's a good way to put it. But I mean, talent is something that you got to hone and you have yeah, to, you definitely you, you, you got to hone your craft. Out. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Like, because I was just thinking about myself as 23 years, I was a front man, metal front man. Right. And mm-hmm. it took it because of me. And it started off from singing at six years old, but I also remember growing up and being very percussive. Right. So now as I'm then I ended up becoming a drummer around 43. That's when I picked up jazz drum. But I remember how much how, how much I would just sit there and beat on the desk and how much I would write, how much I would sing. And now it was like when I was at 43 and then when I turned 43 years old, I was able to get on the damn kit and play. And people were tripping out like, holy shit, holy, we didn't know you could play. I'm like, and I thought about all that time banging on the desk and just being in a band and being and listening to my drummers and writing to them and hearing the sound and just that constant, just a constant being in my ear. Mm-hmm. And now being able to trans, now being able to be in happy ineptitude to transfer that to being a drummer. Yeah, you right? had that heartbeat in you. And so that's that's what a lot of people will call the natural talent. However, mm-hmm. if you don't, then work on that every day or bare minimum at, at you know, multiple times a week, you know, just to, you know, constantly stay at it. You're, you're, you're not going to get better. Yeah. You might still be able to do some cool shit with your fingers on a desk, but you can't translate that into something bigger and better. And that's, exactly. that's the same way with anything that you want to do. I think it, I can't remember who did the 10,000 hours thing or whatever. There's a book out there about, yeah, I remember that you book. Know, you do something for 10,000 hours and then you're going to be an expert or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, same I mean, thing Bruce Lee said too about the one about learning one move and learning to practice in it 10,000 times, learning how to do one move, then learning yeah. 10,000 moves and only not, not, and not know how to do either one. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree that that's definitely, that's definitely what's needed. And that, that kind of goes back to, to what we were saying a little bit ago about people not, being able to to deal with the the losses and stuff like that because they're not doing it every day to hone their craft like he was saying that that one dude is like 40 years old incredibly wealthy incredibly successful yeah. he still writes every day and he doesn't do it to get more wealthy and successful i mean he possibly you know that's possibly one of it but but most of it is to hone his craft to get better and better and better and better and better i mean yeah cuz you can't hone the craft if you don't if you want you're not going to make no money if you can't hone the craft Yeah, exactly. And that's, (laughs) and that's definitely what's needed as well. You know, so it's not about the wins and the losses. Mm -hmm. That is just the, that's just the ego portion of the human experience, you know, but, but getting great at what you do requires you to, to do it all the time and to not worry about the wins and the losses, you know, and to take those opportunities when they come across and and go and knock them out and stuff like that, you know. It's a challenge, yeah. It's the challenge, man. You got to challenge yourself. Like even now, like me, I'm working. Been I've been getting back into working out and mm-hmm. realizing that hey, there are just certain things at my age now that I can't eat anymore, right? Like I can't right. just be consuming that shit. You know, yeah. I'll be fifty years old next. I'll be fifty next year, and I'm just like, dude, I cannot consume all that. But the fact that I want to have the energy that I have now. I feel it. And I'm like, okay, I want to continue this. Right. So yeah, that's I mean, that practice. I feel how you are with that, man. Cause I'm 36 yeah. and the great brother. <laughs> right, right. There's that. But like, if I eat after like 10 o'clock at night, man, like I want to sleep for an extra four hours in the morning, you know? And, and like, I'll go to sleep and try to wake up the same time I do. You know, I try to do like the same time, roughly every day well if i if i if i stop eating by eight o'clock and i go to sleep at midnight and then wake up at eight 
you know, I feel a certain way. I feel pretty good overall. But if I eat at like 10 or 11 o'clock and then go to sleep at midnight, stuff like that, then it it messes with me, man. You know, it's, it's just exactly what you say and stuff like that. You know, as you go, things are going to change, yeah. but you still you still have to, you know, that repetition is, is where it gets it, you know? And I mean, I mean, another, another person that some people might know of is an artist named Russ. He was putting yes. out a new song, a whole new every song week. every week for like a couple years. Now, yeah. while I personally think his music still sucks, he probably did get a lot better over those two over years two from years. when he started, you know? Yeah. And so, so people are probably going to not like what I just said right there, but in general, listen to what I'm saying though, you know, whether or not you, you love Russ, it, the, the, the thing is, is that he did it every week right. and he was getting better and better at what he did in the making of the music. But he also was getting better and better with, the other part of the craft as an entertainer, which is entertaining people. Exactly. He was giving people steady entertainment. He was mm -hmm. getting better at giving them steady entertainment. Great content on TikTok, which put a which put All that rappers stuff. on. Yeah, which he yep. was able to help other artists All out. That so stuff. he was able to do so. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you know, again, like when we think, and and I'm and I'm guilty of this because I've always looked at talent like, oh fuck y'all, y'all <laughs> talent is what you're at. Right? But at the same time, it's like, no, no man, you know what? There are things I need to learn. Right, like us being in, like thinking about, like when we think about us learning music marketing, you know, us being able to get into the course. But not only that, but learning, learning about music marketing through other resources and things, and then just taking a, a taking it, taking a serious, taking a serious turn with, it, mm -hmm. you know, and really looking at it and saying, all right, how is this going to help me in my career as a musician? How can I or be involved in music? Right. right. And so it's like now I realize, hey, there's so many there's so many opportunities that we have now that we can put us in music. Hey, we can work for different companies. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could we're qualified, you know, we should showing our resume through our content. We can show that, hey, we can we can become a director of of, of, of digital marketing at a at a record label. Yeah, or or even just yeah, or even just or be freelance or freelance. Yeah, yep. yeah, because I mean, you know, I personally don't want to work for another company. No, I so, know. I'm just saying, right, but yeah. I'm just saying that yeah, all our skills, available. the skills that we have, we yeah, we're a, we can definitely go if we want to go that route. Mm -hmm. We can go work for a company. But it is, yeah, it makes it to where you you can have more ability, mm -hmm. you know, and that and that's that's the same with with everything, you know, yep. everything. You know, talent. So don't is, just be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid yeah. to just, just don't be afraid. My point. Don't be afraid to like expand just off of your talent because there's a right. lot more you can do with just your talent. There, there's a lot more you can do than just sing. Yeah, and and what I, what I would say to kind of to kind of wrap up the show for today, what I would say as well too is is that don't be afraid to work every day what you you what you want to do exactly. but also don't be afraid to think outside the box and yeah. try different things you know because a lot of people still to this day look at me and say harcos you're crazy for saying fuck live shows like in-person live shows mm -hmm. harcos you're crazy for trying to focus only online that's not where it's at you got to be known locally before you're known you know, globally, you got to do Absolutely. all these shows, you got to work the circuit, blah, blah, blah. And I say, fuck all that shit, because I just think differently, you yeah. know, and you got to be and, and I'm getting proven every fucking day when when Wiz Khalifa sells his fucking back catalog for hundreds of millions of dollars and no longer is going to make money off of the streaming for it and everything like that. You know, that is a turning of the tide of everything and that's right. that's only one element yes i know that's the that's the streaming part that everybody's telling me i need to stop focusing on yes i get it that would be one way that people can tell me harkos you're fucking up you need to get the live because that's what wiz is doing live it's like no wiz also just went on bill maher's podcast you know what i'm saying not bill maher's show show on hbo his podcast where he's just like chilling in the basement smoking weed and drinking like exactly that like he wiz khalifa went on bill maher you know, like total opposite ends of the spectrum on 
on on on entertainment. entertainment you know one's yeah, one's yeah. a comedian and, and politic you know commentarian and stuff like that and the other one's a rapper and a movie star and stuff like that you know yeah. and and but like you don't be afraid to do something different and don't be exactly. afraid to have people tell you that you're fucking crazy or that you're doing something wrong because time and time again the people that are told that they're crazy or that they're they're going against the grain too much or whatever those are the ones that end up breaking out so hone your craft every day every day work on something even if it's only like 20 30 minutes you're going over you're going over something you just recorded the other day you're you know working on a couple you know flubs or something like that you're getting a little bit more smooth whatever it is work on that every day yeah but also expand your mind expand your skill set you know while me and kp are marketing managers where we will not only help develop content strategies and brand growth strategies fan fan base growth strategies or also just manage your marketing online on different social media platforms and google and stuff like that you know we can do that for you obviously but yeah. you can do it for yourself too because we are not rocket scientists elon musk level intelligence type of fucking people okay we're both intelligent but we're not let's create paypal tonight with me right. and one of my other buddies, Jack Dorsey, real quick and make billions of dollars off of it. We're not on that level, just like many of you probably are not on that level. But what we can do is we can teach ourselves how to be as self-sufficient as possible. And then as we start gaining success, then we can we can look at what we enjoy doing and what we don't enjoy doing. And then we can start outsourcing what we don't enjoy doing to focus more on what we enjoy doing and i think that the problem is is that a lot of artists try to get to that first instead of last they try to say oh i just want to make the music and perform it i don't want to deal with any of the business and the marketing and social media bullshit and everything okay First fine mistake in the world to make guys yeah okay fine you don't want to worry about it well you have two choices in order to grow you either have to do it yourself or pay somebody to do it so you got to spend yeah. the time to learn how to do it and do it yourself or you got to spend the money to have somebody else do it for you and either you still way need to learn how to do it if you're going to have someone mm -hmm. if you're going to pay someone to do it yeah, because you want to make sure that they're going to be doing it right. So even if they know way more than you do, but you know in general how to do it, yeah. that's going to be the best thing for you. So you you need – that is still an element that is needed because I see so many people that get frustrated with the learning curve of it or the expense curve of having somebody else do it for them that they, without saying it outright, have a fuck marketing you know, aspect to their music. Right. And say dumb shit like I'm gonna put the music out and let it speak for itself. Doesn't work. You know, I oh, hate that, that shit. That, that one, I hate that, that one, shit. That right. One, and so one. so I've I've said it before. I know I said it at least in the last couple podcasts, but that's that's what I recommend every single one of y'all do. Learn, you know, hone your craft, learn how to grow your craft on the business and marketing and promotional side, in general, bare minimum, if not like dive in deep in it, because you might end up liking it. Yeah, you know, man. you might end up being you like, end up oh, fuck. Trust me, you end up loving it because once you realize you once you realize that you can handle business and you understand it, mm -hmm. you're gonna like it even more. Sometimes yep. you got I gotta catch myself because sometimes I like the business more than trying to do the music. So like, yeah. oh shit, I gotta write. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yep. I so I get in that aspect that sometimes too, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. fuck, I still gotta do all this shit for my stuff, you know. <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, but like, you know, it, it's all about your personality and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, like like we've said, you know, everything that we said here today, hundred percent, man. Did you, did you have any last thoughts before I just like you know keep talking for no reason? No, man, you just dropped a hell of a sauce right there, brother. That was good. That was good. Dope. Yeah. Dope. But yeah, so uh yeah, what appreciate it, man. <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So as of the recording of this one, this is our fourth podcast. Um, we our first one, yeah, our fourth one, yeah, our first one has already been uh released or scheduled to be released on all of the platforms and everything like that. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, not a hundred percent exactly if we're going to just do one a week or we're going to keep having a couple in advance. But either way. 
we are up on all streaming platforms, social media platforms, everything, even the, you know, however you want to view them, the obscure ones like True Social, Rumble, Locals, stuff like that. We're up on everywhere. Yeah, we're up. We're up everywhere. Okay. You can find everything that you want to know about for us at musicmakingsensepod.com. That's where you can find out how to listen or watch whichever you're not doing right now and you want to do. That's where you can go and find all the social media links to follow us on the socials as a podcast. But also we have our own uh, section in there, the about us, where it has myself and KP's individual um, content information with I social streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, well, he yeah he he's got his done. But anyway, by the time we I gotta, by the time I we watch finish this, it somewhat, I got to finish. Yeah, but it by the time somewhat. they watch this, it's gonna be done. It's not gonna yeah. take you weeks and weeks to get it done. But but yeah, you can find out how to watch, listen, and follow us um, on our individual music stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, and then you can also there is a discount section with affiliate programs where you can go and shop with companies that you already want to shop with, buy the things you already want to buy. We're not trying to sell you a damn thing, but just use our link when you go to do it and you will help support the show. There's also a, a donate option in there as well, too, if you want to support the fuck out of us. But like, share, follow, so- subscribe. I think- I think we should throw our services in there as well. Like our um, definitely throw our service um, for what we do as far as our marketing and stuff that we do. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so. yeah, and that and that's all that's all in our yeah. uh yeah. By the time you listen to this, that we're kind of workshopping live on air, but but yeah, that's gonna be on our about us as well too. Yeah. So um everything that you want to find musicmakingsensepod.com link is going to be in the description for that but like i said everything is available there all the socials all the streaming platforms all the ways to support us all the ways to contact us all the ways to work with us if you choose to do that as well too like i like i keep saying every time we have you know free first consultations where we sit down chop it up even if you just want to say hey to us hey it is what it is but we can help you out keep tuning in every single episode keep sharing it with at least one person i know you know at least one person if not more than one person who would like this or needs to hear this kind of stuff whether it's this episode or another episode make sure you share the fuck out of it all right and as always big shout out to brand man network brand man over there on all the youtube and everything like that they drop a hell of a knowledge as well too and uh, me and KP would not have met if it wasn't for their individual network no, that they no. have. Um, and because they do have a, a, a network for artists and everything like that. But then they also yeah. have a separate one for, for music marketing Contra uh, brand agency, as well. Too. Yeah, Check it Contra out. Brand. And they're so, based in Georgia. Shout out to shout out brand man. Sean. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so like, you know, you know, we give, we give props where it's due and whether, you Much know, e- even though those two did not hand deliver each one of us to each other, but they put together something on their podcast and then they put together their network and stuff like that for people to collaborate in all different ways. And so just to, again, a big shout out to them, but, uh, but yeah, without further ado, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Do all the stuff I just said to do, like share, follow, subscribe, all that shit over on social streaming platforms and our website. And we will see y'all on the next episode. Again, my name's Harkos here, as always, with KP. You know it. Yeah. See y'all later.